Access an exclusive audience of lower funnel car buyers through our network of over 500 affinity partners, including USAA, Sam's Club, and AAA. Close more. Live. We're live, babe. We're live. Oh, we're live? Yes, I just said we're live. All right, so we're live. <laughs> I couldn't hear you because my ears weren't on, bro. You talking? You talking? I'm, you, you know, I know we're live right now and you guys are watching our business, but I mean, like, literally, Chris, can you hear this? No, no. I also couldn't hear you because of all the music still playing. Right, and the fact oh, that your ears weren't on. Hey, we're live. What's up, Dave Cribs and Chris Fritcher? What's in the house? What's happening? What's going on? We're live, man. Auto Dealer Live. I'm, I'm, I feel weird because I haven't done the show. It's been a, a few minutes since I've done the show with no one sitting next to me. And we, we you know, um, so we're auditioning here for, for, for a fourth spot. If you're interested and uh, you'd like to be, you'd like to be on the show, man. Come on, bring it on. Let's do this thing. Let's rock and roll. Because we've got our brand new studio digs. I'm loving it. But I do feel weird. Uh, doing this by myself, but man, here we are. How you guys doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, I'm doing great. Glad to be here, Chris. You guys look sharp, man. Look at you. I'm, I, they're over there, so they're they're not they're like just right there, you know. They're just like you know what ten feet, you know, fifteen feet that way. But you know, I'm gonna try to look at the cameras. We're gonna try to be all professional. Lou told us, you know, we're Lou, the guy who didn't have my ears on, and you know, <laughs> and was mouthy and alive. Told me we need to be a little more always, professional. Yeah. All right, Lou. You guys right. ready? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Very we nice. got a jam-packed slam dunk of a show today. Hey, Cribs, can I just do this, man? Can I just, like, we do it differently a lot. Can I just, like, read off who is going to be on the show? I mean, do you think that's a good move just to read off who will be on the show so that everybody from this point on will, will know the reason that they need to tune in? What do you I, think? I always love that idea. You like that? Absolutely. All right, so let's look. I'm going to look right here at this camera. And I'm going to look at you, and I'm going to read this piece of paper that's right here next to it. All right, so we got Matt Lasco. We started the show. Chris Fritcher is on the show right here for the second week in a row. He's going to be joining us and, uh, and from now on in, 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 in as much as he can. I mean, I'm hoping always coming in. And Chris was the original co-host on the show. He actually did the first ever Auto Dealer Live in February 2012 completely by himself. What an amazing show it was. <laughs> and, joke. Yeah, that was an inside <laughs> joke. Um, but uh, Matt Lasco was the he's a dealer principal vice president of Lasco Auto Group he actually dedicated about seven or eight months of his time to being on our show every single week and therefore we talked about subprime every week we didn't change topics I mean we we, we, we best basically were consistent and so Matt Lasco vice president of Lasco Auto Group Matt Keenan co-founder of Rockstar Unconference event Subi Ghosh senior director of dealer uh, strategy at Stream Companies, Bobby Heron, President at the Bees Knees Agency, Mr. Jason Rice. Come on, it's been a little bit since we've had Jason Rice on, owner at Lot Pop. And then Stephen Jones, first time ever on the show, a client, a friend, a good guy, man, general manager at Roundtree Moore Ford in their uh, part of the Morgan Auto Group. What more can I say? Amazing lineup. <clears throat> what do you think? What comes to your mind when you hear that? Well, the first thing that came to mind when you said that Matt dedicated, you know, seven months to the show early on, I thought, well, think where he could be now if he hadn't done that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm well, you just know, kidding. The, the ironic thing was when he did that, <clears throat> we talked about subprime. Mm -hmm. He was specifically on every single week for subprime. It was in a time when the market was way down mm -hmm. and um, we were in a recession. Yeah. And so a lot of dealers actually – we, we had a small audience at the time, but a lot of dealers so actually small. tuned in and listened to what he was doing because he's been so successful at it. So, Yeah, I think Matt probably helped build the Midwest subprime divisions of stores back then through our show, one right. by one. Because, yeah, Chris had a point there. We, we were talking about it, but what we did do, we, what we talked about, and I think it really – and listen, we're, we're just – what we talked about, I guess, and, and it really is a premise day for the show, even today – and what our goal is for it. People ask why. You know, it's not like we, you know, you can't create more time. So when you when you can't create time, you look at ways to cut time. We've never cut this, even in times where it didn't seem, you know, that it was advantageous uh, for a return. The reason we don't is because of the feedback that we get. We're, we bring people on 
and it's about them that, that, that are doing it right at the store level. And I think it helps this industry. And that's my passion. My passion is, I love the fact that we have people that we can name, I mean, dozens of people that say, hey, I hired this person through your show. Hey, I moved from, you know, I commute from this place to this place because I work for a general manager that was on your show. You know, I took a job. You know, Brad Wise is no secret. Brad Wise said, you know, I found out that I wanted to be in a couple of different areas, one being where, I'm, where I am. He said, through your show. And, and he goes, and then the opportunity afforded itself. And then, you know, it, it's just the, the one after the other. And it's just really encouraging. So what Matt did back then, you know, we owe it all to dealers like that because he dedicated his time. And, and his time was valuable because what he was doing was effective. But Cribs, when you see a show like this, right, where you have a guest list, like we're about to bring on, and it's the last week of the month, I mean, where, where, do you, where is your mind going? Like, what, what kind of conversation are you interested in diving into today? Well, I think, you know, I'd be remiss not to uh, take everyone's temperature on what the market is this last week, which is traditionally the busiest week, and we're right in the middle of it in the car business. So I'd like to, like to hear uh, from all of our guests about that. But I look at the lineup, and I think about all these names. You just talked about, uh, you know, how much investment Matt made uh, in the show and, you know, and ultimately the auto business. Uh, by, by committing to uh, being on so often. And I look at these other guests who have just invested with us and have been on this journey with us for years. And uh, it is pretty amazing. You know, to me, it's like a mini auto conference every week, but it's one you get to participate in. So uh, pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That's actually a really good way to look at it, you know, a mini auto conference every week that you get to participate in, you know. And, and I think that one of the things that you that, that's really positive about that is the fact that you get to participate in it and you receive. I remember back in the days when we used to use Twitter a lot. We used Facebook more for communication, but we used to use Twitter for hashtag auto dealer live to communicate. And we used to receive pictures of people taking notes. And, you know, it wasn't for what we were saying. I mean, obviously, nobody would want to take notes of what we're talking about, you know, in our, in our monologues. But the questions that we were asking the guests and how the guests were breaking down, you know, what, you know, some of the things that they're doing, the best practices, and we would have pictures of people sitting in, man, look at the notes I received. And that, that that's just a very exciting to me because it, that's what it's about, right? It's about somebody listening and hearing a strategy that's going to help this industry propel itself forward because this industry is special, and that's what it's about. No doubt, no doubt. So we'll get to hear from Matt, Matt. <laughs> Suey, Bobby, Jason, and Steven in just a moment. We're going to give away some stuff, though. We're going to give away some swag today. We've been doing this week after week. Um, I don't know how we're giving away this much stuff, man. You must have thousands of these you ordered, Dave. But uh, we've got hats. We've got uh, Serial Sales Pro hat. Uh, are you capturing that, Lou, with Dave's uh, holding up? Serial Sales Pro hat. We've got uh, also the uh, Auto dealer university hat we're going to be giving away oh and they're signed on the back uh, signature hat baby look at this signature hat limited edition really um, it is and we've got uh, we're going to be giving away this we're going to give away the auto dealer university and we're not going to give away dave's cup that he's drinking out of later be lunch but uh and we've got some, some socks. oh those are some of my favorites by the way i get a lot of people asking me about those socks but we're going to give away some cereal sales pro socks today socks are always cool man you can't go wrong with socks Absolutely. Absolutely. We're always giving stuff away because you know what? Then again, I can't help myself, man. I mean, we do, we do order a lot and we, we sell a lot of these and, um, and we give a lot away, yeah. you know? I mean, this is just about, listen, this is about getting content and in, in people's hands, man. You can't go wrong, baby. You can't go wrong. Just putting, putting, putting things in people's hands. And I, I want to, uh, you know, I want to just, I want to see this industry. And what's cool is, you know, when you put on these things, I mean, it really does get you going. It motivates you. I mean, there are plenty of people in the car business that are, you know, on the blacktop that, you know, wear those socks and it's a motivator throughout the day. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And your feet won't stink. And your feet won't stink, you know, <laughs> especially if you have those shoes I took a picture of earlier. Today. Yeah. That's, yes, sir. <laughs> is it time for break? Yeah, let's go to commercial. So you guys heard, and if you're just listening now, what do you got to do to win this stuff? You see the swag there. I guess the swag, when the swag one is free, is merch when it's for sale. This is merch that we're giving away. This is merch that we're swagging. Swaggy merch. Swaggy merch. We'd like to hear in your comments. Is it merch or is it swag? Is it merch or is it swag? Or is it swaggy merch? <clears throat> is it swaggy merch? Is it merch? <laughs> All right. So we'll, give away. we'll give it away. Serial Sales Pro socks. We got a Serial Sales Pro hat and Auto Dealer University hat. These are going to be sent out 
Um, the Serial Sales Pro has, uh, has a signature, in the, it's a signature edition in the back. So what do you got to do? You just got to share the show. Like the show, share the show. Let's do that now. And then we'll drop your name in a bowl. And then we will pull. If you're tired of seeing the same people win, man, just share the show, right? Share the show and let's roll this thing out. So, let's hey, if you just are tuning in, we've got Matt Lasko coming around the corner, Matt Keenig, Subi Ghosh, Bobby Heron. It's been a while since Bobby's been on. Jason Rice hasn't been on probably in a couple of years. Um, used to be a regular on the show. He's so, like, you know, dignified and, and busy now these days. It's hard to book him. And then we got Stephen Jones, first-time guest, but a good client and friend, general manager at Roundtree, uh, Moore Ford up in the north northern panhandle of Florida, and uh, he's with the Morgan Auto Group. A great guy. That's that's reason enough to come back. What do you say? Yeah, let's stick around. We'll let's right do back. it. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Hey, we're back. We're live. And uh, you're watching Auto Dealer Live. Today we've got Matt Lasco, Matt Keenig, Subi Ghosh, Bobby Heron, Jason Rice, and Stephen Jones. And we're going to jump right in. And I'm going to go to Matt Lasco first. And, you know, Matt, uh, we kind of opened up talking about, you know, we wanted to kind of take the temperature on this week, traditionally the biggest week in the car business. What are you seeing at your store and what are you hearing from other dealers? Well, you know, so I'm, I'm still that guy that doesn't really listen to any other dealers. Uh, we try to live in a blind market here. Uh, it's what's going on in our store, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Um, so I'll let you get that pulse from the rest. We're, we're, we're seeing a good market. Uh, we had a very, very good pre-Christmas push for a couple of days, and uh, we've had some 15 to 20 car days at both dealerships. So. We're going to see a, a, an up number for a year over year in December and an up number for the entire year at both stores, and that's new used and service. So uh, pretty positive looking forward. Be very curious to see what all the manufacturers do for the first 15 days of January. Um, that's more so what we're prepping for is trying to figure out how we're going to drum some business up because I feel like they've made this big battle down to the end with incentives and I, I, it's kind of a chess game usually to start a year off so we'll see how quick and aggressive they get yeah that's probably a great uh, thing to maybe address uh in the in the next week or two on the show as well but let's go to stephen jones real quick uh stephen at roundtree more ford lincoln uh tell us a little bit about this week at your store what's it looking like is it is it uh is it the big week is it is it uh is it going well how's it going yeah, so this week has been a has been a great week, and uh, we kind of like like Matt and unlike Matt, I, I try and focus on my own store, um, but we are a part of an auto group that that now is is 35 stores plus, and uh, you see their numbers every day, so it's hard not to get thrown off a little bit. Um, but it but it has been a strong week. We also were blessed, man. We had a great week leading up to Christmas. Uh, which is normally a dead week for us. So to get that push and then come back and be wide open uh, since uh, since we got back from the uh, from Christmas, man, it's been a been everything that it's supposed to be. Hey, thank you, thank you, Stephen, and thank you, Matt. And you know, going into Matt, you mentioned something uh, in in first uh, the others that are on panel as well. Matt, you mentioned, you know, kind of keeping your finger on the pulse for what the OEM is announcing. And a lot of times, I think a lot of dealers feel. Um, you know, f f I hate to use the word hostage, but feel like, you know, I guess like almost like a pawn, like it's getting moved around and they have to wait and see. And I know that you think differently on this. You know, you're 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 waiting. If I know you and you've, you and I've had a lot of conversations, you're waiting so that you can you can find the opportunity inside of what's going on. I mean, and, and I want to and I want to kind of delve into that a little bit, because I think that that is really what you know if somebody wants to duplicate and, and for those of you and I, I don't need to explain that but for those of you that said well what do you mean he doesn't listen to other dealers why should i listen to him what what i got out of that is the fact that you know um matt matt pays attention to what's working but he's not he's 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 looking at the underlying opportunities that exist in his market and he's capitalizing on them and mark mike i think i mean matt i think that we need to we need to we need to uh, kind of put a magnifying glass on that that thinking and, and, you know, so, I mean, you know, what, what, where did that come from in, in, you know, in general where maybe, you know, you, you, no matter what's getting launched, no matter what's happening, you're going to, you're going to move forward and you're going to capitalize and find the opportunity. I mean, where did that come from? And, 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 and uh, why, why are you so good at it, man? That's what I want to know. Why are you so good at it? <laughs> I'll tell you, it's a funny story that, I, I mean, 
So this goes back to your buddy Jim Ziegler, and this goes back to probably like, man, uh, 1996 or 1998. I saw Jim, he was in town, and he was doing one of his, uh, back in the day, it was like a State of the Union he'd do every year where he kind of talked about the auto industry and what was going to go on the next year. And he highlighted a dealer he worked with, Len Hickey Dodge. And as I watched them and some of the things that they had done in the past, they were the same way. So you can only sell what you have if you're a new car dealer, or you can only sell what the deal is. And they literally would market and campaign on what 50 new cars were going to drop off that week. And it, it kind of stirred me up to say, wow, I guess why don't I, instead of forecasting for a month or forecasting for a year or a quarter, why don't I hone into a week and see exactly what I can do every week to the toppest level? So if that week I have a ton of these that landed or some program on a car, we try to have the most we can out of that. And the other side of it, that you know, you hit it right. It's not that I don't look at other dealers. I have some great friends that I 100% study their business plans, their style of business, what's created their growth. But what I don't do is listen to what other dealers have to say about the market mm -hmm. because – I, I watched as that young, you know, 12, 14-year-old kid hanging out in your dad's dealership every day, the old school guys that called their buddy at the Chevy store to see how business was that day, instead of walking out in their showroom and really seeing what was going on inside their business. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where I say we keep blinders on. And uh, as far as us, so what's my controllable? I'm going into January, and I don't know what my manufacturer is going to do. Years ago, we saw them get rid of leasing on us for a period of time or come out with a 0%. We just don't know. So what we look at is what is in my database, what is my trade cycle with clients, and what can we control to start off our month? And then if the incentive comes out and they've got a $50 a month F-150 deal, great, I'll sell them when they land. But what can I team myself up to to guarantee to work during that beginning of the year? I love it. I love it. Cribs, you know, you know, I, I know how you think, you know, how I think it. I mean, you, I know you're over there, man, freaking about the jump out of your skin because that's the reality of it right there. It's, it's the, the market. The, I mean, the market, somebody says, you know, the sky's falling or they say this and look, you gotta, you gotta, you can't be blindsided and have your head stuck in the ground like a, like an ostrich. But the reality is this, man. I mean, I look at it this way. There's been so many things in my life that could have taken me out. Right. But none of them did. And, and so, so, so the reality is get ahead of the curve. And I love that thinking. And, and so I, what comes to your mind when you hear Matt say that? Well, I, you know, I, I think it's spot on. I mean, you know, it, we're, we're right at that time where he's looking at, he's traditionally seen some changes by the manufacturer and to be proactively ready for that and looking for opportunities, ways to leverage whatever they're going to be doing mm -hmm. uh, is, is, I mean, that's priceless. Um, let's go to Matt Keenig for a moment. And Matt, you heard, a few of those comments and let's talk about maybe the mindset of switching gears from this week to next week and opportunities that we maybe need to be looking at as dealers right now. Man, I'll tell you what, uh, everybody get your pen and paper ready because this is, I'm about to drop something big on you. The difference between this week and next week is absolutely nothing. It's, it's a calendar shift. Everybody freaks out at the end of the year. I know, right? Everybody freaks out uh, at the end of the year and the end of the month. Here's my prediction for 2019. 98% uh, of dealers are going to do the same shit and hope they get better results, and they're not. And then there's the Matt Laskos of the world who take control of their business and rock the shit out of it. The reality is um, I used to be so anti-automation like automation and bots, but here's what I realized. Uh, after talking to literally uh, thousands of people and hundreds of dealers over the past year, very little are investing on making their people any better. Very few are. So the reality is the robots need to take over because the people uh, have been failing miserably as a whole. We've got a whole industry full of people that are going live 50 times a day with nothing to say, no value for their customers. Uh, which is why we're investing a lot of money in creating artificial intelligence stuff uh, over the next year because we've realized dealers need somebody who can't screw up a script, who can't uh, offend a customer, who doesn't need a smoke break, who doesn't ever get sick. And most customers are tired of all the jacking around anyway. So I, I would love to see uh, our industry as a whole do better. And the cool thing is because so much of it has been doing nothing different for 20 years, there's a shitload of opportunities. So for the few that are 
stepping up this year to do amazing things. Congratulations in advance. You guys are going to fucking rock. Oh, sorry about that. You guys are going to rock uh, and do some pretty big stuff. But I got to tell you, man, based on the conversations I've been having with CEO people, I hear a whole bunch of hope twos and a whole lot of nothing actually changing when I see the actions. Well, I, I, I hate to go back to I, I want to go back just really quick. And I know, Chris, I want you to get a question. We got Sue B. Bobby. We got Jason, Steven. I want to go back to him. But just, I mean, with Matt and Steven real quick, I mean, honestly, though, and I'll ask both of you guys. You can weigh in on this. And I know that Matt said artificial intelligence, and he said that. And I think that there's an opportunity for, for you know, and again, Matt's a vendor, full disclosure, but there's opportunity for vendors to make money on that. I, I think they will. I think there's dealers that are buying. But Matt, doesn't that kind of make you a little excited? Because if dealers in your market start doing that, like there's been those who've said, you know, having a, having somebody in a BD, like in a robot making a BDC call, you know, they can't mess the script up. I heard a, a dealer say that and I was listening. <laughs> and the first thing I thought of is with first, first, listen, I hit zero instantly when I'm on the phone oh, and I want to, when I call into a toll free number, I'm like zero, zero, zero. You t robot the first time a robot. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, so I mean, doesn't Terrible. that, doesn't that experience right there? Horrible, right? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm with you. That's a horrible experience. I'm, I'm saying, like, I think that sucks. But here's, I, and I'm not looking that way of artificial intelligence. I'm talking about <clears throat> basically teeing the customer up for people like Matt Lasco to go in and finish the deal. Mm -hmm. And I see the smart dealers, who, the ones who just looked and given up on actually trying to turn salespeople into sales professionals, mm -hmm. uh, the ones that are going to that, you know, a blue shirt advisor. I'm saying. I, I see a huge shift this year for technology, teeing up the deal 90% of the way, and then you're going to have people just wrapping up the paperwork, bro. That's what needs to happen. Now, I'll say this, though. It does make me very sad because I believe that uh, there are great people out there that with the right leaders, you know, under a Matt Lasco, for example, someone could learn to be a, a great professional, serve people well, love on them, build a lasting relationship. But, I mean, I think it's a big circle jerk if we pretend that people are – as a whole, are investing in their team like that. No, they're not. Only the few are, and, and kudos to them. But yeah, and I, I appreciate. I was actually, and I appreciate that, Matt. I was gonna, I was going really to Stephen and Matt Lasco for that comment too. But I, I'm glad you clarified that. But I mean, only because I'm thinking, I, Stephen, you guys that are GMs. I mean, doesn't that, you know, I mean. I don't know, man. I mean, everything I see, everything yeah, David, coming back. You're, you're on point. Here's here's what it does. So, little things like um, let, let's call, call it here a, a V Auto. A V Auto is a tool that made a lot of bad dealers okay, and maybe caught them up a little bit to some good dealers because good dealers have lived that philosophy their whole life, right? Mm -hmm. But what it couldn't do is take an okay dealer and make them great. The people are what make them great. So. We're, we're like Matt's talking, I, I, probably not the same angle. We're looking to make efficiencies mm -hmm. within our business. But what, what we're doing there is, is trying to free up the talent, which is our people, to do the job. So do I want busy work to get off their plate? Yes. But do I want them to pick up the phone call from the first person that's 22 miles away that bought a car for me four years ago and have a candid conversation that gets them to show up the same day they called and buy a vehicle? Yes, Absolutely. that's the only way a great dealer gets better. And you use all the tools and technology to collect a credit app via text and get an appraisal ballpark via a picture and a VIN number and these things. But it's still going to be the, the great dealers are going to have great leaders that train how to be sales professionals. And, and that, that's my, my true opinion. You just can't replace a, the charisma and care and voice inflection of a great salesperson. Okay. Don't you think it's interesting how often we get on the topic of uh, of dealers not training their people, <laughs> and yet we very rarely ever talk about who trains them in leadership as well, Ooh. right? Where is the leadership training for how to motivate a team or build a team based on best fit for their motivation or their success instead of saying, oh, you applied for new cars, you're going to be a new car person. You applied for used, Jeff, we're going to put you in used. Oh, you, you look like you'd be a perfect fit for BDC. You're like, based on what? And none of those things are like that type of motivation either. It drives me crazy because some of the very best, some of the very best leaders that I know in this industry struggled to be good leaders, myself included, for a very long time. In in my early twenties, and and that might sound like young to some of you, but it's not. I've been in the business most of my life. In that entire time, it took sixteen years before somebody offered me leadership 
training that was legit offered by an employer in something I was doing. And I meet these managers and I feel for them because some of them are not not training because they don't want to. Now, granted, that lives there. Some of them are not not training because they don't know how to communicate a message mm. in a way that somebody can receive it. And it's a shame. And I, and I think you're right on. This is, this, this is Matt speaking. I think you're right on. Here's your challenge, and I've seen this too. So one, like Matt Koenig said, there's one too many people that think they're capable of training car sales mm. that aren't capable. And just because they were good at it does not mean they can train it. And okay. two, so the dealer that doesn't know how to train, then he goes and hires this consultant or training company. The problem is they don't get trained they themselves either. And so the second the damn company leaves, then no one can hold anyone to the standard of what's supposed to be accepted. So it really does come from the dealer. Either, man, step out of the way, pony up, give up 10% and hire a great general manager or commit to 12 months of a company training your staff. But also the dealer's got to take the time to learn. Listen, I got podcast addicted about a year ago. And every meeting I talk about has something from one of my podcasts that I've listened to. So it's not Matt Lasko creating the wheel. It's Matt Lasko studying everybody else. That's all. And that's what many dealers just need to take the time to do. All David's guests on here, you guys are self-studiers. You all get on YouTube. You all follow other people. You all see what works within the business. Dealers need to do that. And that one thing Bobby touched on, and I think you just did too, that a lot of people miss, is it's not just go hire Grant Cardone or go hire whoever else. The challenge is finding a trainer that'll train what you want for your people and your culture. And that's and where you the shift needs to Because a lot of trainers either. fail. So does that well, mean? Yeah, lot, beyond that, a lot of people fail because they want to pat the dealer on the back instead of saying, "I'm a real partner to you," which means behind this closed door, we're going to have a real conversation and create something for your team. And Matt, you probably don't know this, but I'm going to give you props on being a much better leader than I think you were at one time, sarcastically, <laughs> because I applied for a job to work with you early in my career, and you passed on me. Well, so, I, I, I mean, I, I'm just saying you've obviously become a stronger leader. So I'm, I'm discussing with you, but yeah, very much true. But I learned something from that, and and it was collaboration. Not knowing everything doesn't make you vulnerable or weak. Not raising your hand to say I want to understand more makes you vulnerable and weak. And in our industry, there's so much picking on each other and all of that all the time, which I enjoy as much as the next person. Uh, but it prevents people from saying, hey, I don't know how to teach somebody how to prospect. I don't know how to create a connection. You can be a great closer and be a terrible trainer. You can be the highest performing person on the sales floor be moved into a management position and be a terrible motivator of the people to get them to do the same thing that you do. And I think we miss the boat when it comes to putting people in the right position at the right time. That's exactly what I wanted to say. We do a really poor job of identifying the right skill sets for the roles that we want and then placing people in those specific roles. A sales manager isn't just a promotion from being a good closer. Mm -hmm. They're two completely different skill sets. And what we end up doing is we identify what other people are doing in their dealership, which is I totally agree with Matt about not just following what the masses are doing, but identifying what's right for your store because we don't have to have the same structure as everyone else. We don't have to, you know, create the same job descriptions that everyone else is. Identify what your store needs. If you need closers, create a role specifically for closers and not just put a really good closer into a sales manager role that has to not only identify and hire and train and hold people accountable. Those are completely different skill sets than someone who's really good at speaking to customers. And there's a Can I, uh, oh, uh, Go ahead, I don't wanna cut you off. I wanna, I wanna throw us under the bus for a second for, that I think is a great tool for dealers and or managers listening. So this is the fact, you have to inspect what you expect, right? So I'm at, I'm at my Mitsu store this morning and I tell my guys, I came up with a, a video I wanted to do and I wanted them to send it out to some recent clients, blah, blah, blah. And we use a tool, third party tool and I have them build it up and I say, now before you send anything, send me the video. And I check the video and I don't like the overlay. So then I say, go redo it. And I say, I don't like the greeting. And I say, redo it. Well, then when they send it to me the next time, I try to click the links on it. I find out the links don't work. So I brought in my, my GSM and my, my uh, sales manager on this. And I said, are you guys sure you're doing this right? I've asked them, did we have an overlay, et cetera? And they all have all these yeses. 
Well, 30 minutes later, after we really dug into it, we found out that the entire store had been sending out their videos with the wrong overlay that didn't have working links. And in a matter of minutes, we showed them a quicker way that did it right, et cetera. Well, that's where, listen, speak up. Your owner is sitting in your office saying, do you know this? And pride keeps a lot of managers from saying what they don't know. So if you want to become a great trainer, don't say you can if you don't know. If you want to become a great you know, inventory manager, whatever, don't say you can and don't know. Speak up. Be willing to tell your boss you need more training. They can't train you if you don't know it. That's good. Yeah, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny, you know. It's, it's, to come back, though, to you don't know what you don't know, too, right? Like, quality control checks are so important in anything that we're doing. But, you know, Matt said in the beginning, uh, you know, something that Eric Gale has always pounded into my head, and, and prior to that, Richard Garber, was, you know, to be management-driven, not market-driven. And that is the combination of quality control, accountability, implementation, strategy. Uh, we're so quick to want to win the baseball game by hitting a home run that we forget that you win them with, with stealing bases, right? And knocking the next person into the next base. And, you know, it's just, it's so, there's so many variables that get left out. And that's where, I, you know, I look at training as a big thing. I'm a good trainer. I'm confident, not cocky, but I'm a good trainer because I relate to people. And that's what I see in good trainers and in people that can come in, they create buy-in. And good leaders create buy-in. And good leaders proactively manage their database and their data and keep it clean so that during December, when everybody's like, oh, we never sell any cars in December. Let's cut all of everything. Like, maybe stop cutting everything and you sell some cars. Well, <laughs> try that story, right? And, you know, as a marketing as a, as a as a marketing person, I, I'm like amen in you from a – I say that a lot you know, the, the dealers mm. that cut back and so forth. But then as someone who's also involved in training and then at the same time wants more than one shot with somebody, I think that, that you know, and we didn't set out to talk about training, but it's kind of gone that direction. I guess you can call it training, but let's call it like accountability. Let's call it leadership, you know, running your effective business. It's at the same time, we don't want to throw dealers on, under the bus, but at the same time, I think that we we don't view that as a necessary need. Like we're throw more money in, right. you know, Chris, you're a, you know, you're, you're, you're a marketing guy. You know, we'll throw more money at, at leads and thank God all of us marketers and vendors, Hey, we're not complaining, but the reality is more money at something, you know, it, it doesn't fix the, the hole in the ship, so to speak. I know we haven't gotten Jason Rice involved and, and Steven, you know, hasn't spoken in a while too, but Chris, what's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I think you're only as good as the people you have, you know, taking those leads. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can give somebody leads all day long, and if your staff doesn't know how to handle them or how to communicate with the customer, then you just pretty much flush all those leads down the toilet. They're, they're no good. Right. Um, and I think that's what happens lots of times when you talk about leadership and you talk about training. You know, it really comes down to, first of all, putting people – accountable for those leads and then making sure those people taking those leads are actually well, when you were marketing director for the what seven eight stores that you mm -hmm. were you know a couple years ago you know you you told me that how many times you spent you know you would you would your guys they literally didn't even know that the, the, those leads were in there in some cases <laughs> it was a whole entire retraining process of our entire sales staff um but that's a that's another right another topic for another day because that's that's a long one there mm -hmm. but uh yeah i mean it, it really comes down to just accountability and making sure people know how to handle them when they come in so yeah and i think that you you have to think as a dealer that you have two products you know you've got your your vehicles which we're proud of um mm -hmm. but then we have our people and they're our product as well i mean they're out there representing the company they've got to be prepared and uh let's go to jason rice on that jason you uh you've heard this long yeah. conversation and and uh, you haven't, uh, we haven't given you the opportunity to weigh in yet. Why don't you go ahead and weigh in and uh, give us, give us your, uh, your advice? Well, um, coming from the vendor uh, consulting end of it, um, to be honest, you know, I, I, 97 to 05, I sold cars through the internet, ran internet departments, and then from 05 to 13, helped dealers working through the auto. Now, one on my own, but I, I, I'm, I, I built a whole business model around process management because no matter the internet and what success we had, no matter what dealership I visited with inventory management, it was all process driven. And I hated the word consultant when I started because I'm not, I felt like consultants come in, show them what they do, and leave. Like Matt was talking earlier, and everybody was talking about it. it's up to the store then to take over from there. 
And when I talk about my business model is we consult dealers, but we do it on a weekly basis because here's the process, and it doesn't matter what process. I think just put in a decent process, but the biggest thing is managing it and monitoring it and making adjustments and making adjustments and making adjustments, and over time you've built out your own process, but somebody's there, either it be internet leads to inventory management or what have you, 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 to steps to the sale, somebody has to manage it, monitor it. And I think everybody, every dealer has good intentions they're going in this year with great intentions, and they'll probably install six, seven, eight processes. But I guarantee you one or two is going to stick around by the time of the end of the year or halfway through the year. It's kind of like going to the gym. Everybody's at the gym January, February, and come March, the place is empty. And that's kind of what the trends I've seen. I said, you know, I can't. I, I, good conscience, I couldn't go to a dealership and charge one, two, three days of training and then and then leave it up to them. I, you know, it's a consistent process management driven. And so I agree with everybody what they say, and it's, it's a top down. You know, the dealer down, the dealerships that do that, and any of those process, you know, it takes off. But sometimes you need help, and maybe it's an outside source or what have you. But does it process make management is the key to all those successes. Does it Anybody make, you look at. Does it make sense to hire someone and bring them in specifically for that? I That's mean, I not saying. as a consultant, but actually on your staff. Well, is it, is the second part of that question before you GMs answer that is it is it is is sometimes the person who's you know who's who's uh, you know desking a deal is that necessarily always going to be the person that has to train? Sometimes you know I look at sales management differently here. You know what I mean? I have a coach here. I have a sales coach, and because a sales coach and a sales manager are two different roles. And um, I'm a horrible manager. I suck it. I can't even manage my own stuff. You know, I have to have five assistants to help me manage my own stuff. I'm a great salesperson. I'm a great motivator. I suck at managing, you know. I mean, but, but I can coach. We have sales coaches here. So, I mean, are we, are we sometimes, you know, and maybe I'll go to the GMs on that. Steve, and go to you. To sometimes we, maybe we, 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 we put a, a title or, uh, on somebody or responsibility where that responsibility is because they're good at one thing, we put extra responsibility and expect them to fit into that mold. Is that something that maybe we do in the car business, uh, Stephen Jones? Well, I, I think we're, we're probably guilty of that in this business. If somebody's uh, continually good at something, we'll continue to put stuff on their shoulders until they uh, start failing at it. Um, <laughs> you know, one thing we've, we've tried to do, and, and what we've really, our, our goal this year was, uh, all about people. You know, we have our, a lot of our processes in place, our vendors in place. Uh, and I told my guys this year, the only thing that changes this year is is people. So we, we determined to, to build our team and to have the right people doing the right thing. Uh, we, we went to some new training and, um, you know, not, not one of my managers is the best trainer at every single thing. We're going to train something different every week. Next month is, is going to be a different topic. So I may have one of my different managers who specializes in that. I got a guy who's great on the phone. I got a guy who's a great closer. That's he's going to be the one training on that. So I'm not going to use to have one guy who's a trainer. You train everybody everything. I, I wish I had that guy here, but but I don't. So we all have our individual strengths, uh, and we'll be the one when when our numbers call to uh, to jump up and train on that. That's good. Yeah, we got a. Um, I have a client that I work with right now who uh, who is actually listening in right now. Uh, we went into the store and created a training calendar, a physical calendar, right? Old school, dollar store calendar right in front of you. Two days a week, Tuesday, Thursday, no exceptions. Doesn't move, doesn't change, can't cancel it. And then took the topics in the store that they were most in need of based on performance of each person. And the best person in that store teaches that class. Title regardless. Quarter doesn't matter. Whoever is, whoever is the best at being able to motivate and create buy-in while delivering the message is who teaches the class and it's worked really well because then you don't need a trainer in every other week and you can really focus on some high level things mm -hmm. but it works in stores and it sounds so simple and yet the accountability and the implementation of it is the hardest part it's the consistency there's always a reason to skip something if you let there be a reason yeah and, and, here's, here's, here's the, and, and, and really you know uh, you know depending on what type of training you're doing i mean when, when we think about sitting in a class or going in school i mean we all hated that as kids and if we make it that same type of setting at a dealership uh, it gets to where everybody dreads the training so uh you know depending on on what product you're using or uh, yeah and we try not to we try not to to prolong it every single morning but we'll get together 15 20 minutes and we do it every morning here at our store just uh, you know to where we're all on the same page we know what the focus is for today we write our goals down 
uh, we, we train that topic for the day and then we hit the floor. That's good. That's what I agree. Thing I, that I we're doing time then real quick. Exactly. So, uh, go I, C- I did that at my last dealership. Mm-hmm. And I would just say that once a month, if you do interactive team building, it really helps to take the toxicity out of the floor as well. Yeah, that's it, it, Cribs. I'm listening to him, and you know the reality is it's almost like a paradigm shift. And and you know uh, Matt Keenan, Matt Lasco, go to you guys. It's it's really changing in a sense where. You know, you felt like you had, like Stephen said, you'd have to you add something to someone's shoulders until they become ineffective at, uh, at, at a lot of things. But the reality is there's room for giftings to really shine. And if somebody's good at, at a specific task, you know, it might be creating not necessarily a different position, but an opportunity where, you know, team leads. And, you know, there's, there's uh, something that, you know, I know that uh, Dan Cummings did, you know, a few months ago, and it was kind of a cool deal. And, you know, was to have some uh, floor, you know, sales managers kind of you know uh i don't know it's like team leads i mean i would call yeah. them in, in a non-automotive you know team leads and uh they're just people that are you know it, it, i look at it in the term of football you know if, I'm, if peyton manning's playing right he was always kind of a coachy player and you know what the coach is calling the plays in but once they're on the field and it's the 11 people in the huddle i mean who, what's he saying in the huddle he's grabbing their face mask and going listen man i need you to freaking be there you know in other words it's that player coach that person that's on the field that's in the game that's that's kind of you know yeah the captain and so i think that that's uh that's i think that that's a really cool thing to look at yeah i think so too i mean we see that even here dave with your sales team we see that implemented and another thing is i think we get caught up a lot in the dealerships with uh you know we may have uh you know a training that that is effective um but i think and i think maybe steve kind of uh you know talked a little bit approach this but I wonder if if we're not open-minded enough to create different ways of scheduling training, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that that's part of uh, you know like Stephen mentioned the, the monotony of you know going into this traditional perception of what training looks like. Uh, maybe it can be a little different. And I know, Dave. I know for example here, you know throughout the day you measure what's going on in the room. You're watching everything. And there's different, you know, different at different points, different things happen, but including once in a while taking a break and, you know, having a push up contest and that kind of stuff. It just, you know, helps create that uh, that that energy, you know, that energy. But uh, you may not be able to do the push up thing in the in in the showroom all the time. But hey, no, uh, just just something to break up the monotony. And so. Yeah, and, and Keena, you know, going back to you for a second, man. I know we all seem like we kind of jumped on you a little bit, but we not really. But you know that your 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 conversation took this into this direction. You've listened to everything. I mean, you know, kind of kind of bring this back home a, a little and and uh, and add to the conversation here. Yeah, man. Here's here's something, and, and I love this dialogue because here's what I keep hearing everyone say: I want people to be developed, and that's that's a beautiful thing, and that's. The reason the robots are taking over is because people aren't. And here's the thing I'd say, Dave. Here's a, a beautiful opportunity. It's one of the things I think is cool with you, and you and I have had some cool conversations. And one thing that is old school that could be brought back and, and should be, and that's actually getting to know the people that work with you and for you. It's, it's just because you have a manager title, the problem we know from years is because somebody's good, we move them into a role. You get a top salesperson, they think they're going to quit because the grass is greener. You make them a manager. They're not good at leading because nobody taught them how because their boss didn't teach them how, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff's over and said, right? But here's the reality. Hey, do a survey and ask every manager, uh, how, how much time do you spend with every one of your salespeople every single day? Like, how much one-on-one time? Like, if Bobby Heron, if I had rock stars like Bobby Heron and David Cribbs and Matt Lasko on my team, you better believe every day I'm sitting down with every one of them to, to get to know what, what drives them, what, what gets them excited, what, what makes them wake up in the morning and not pull the plug, right? Like, what gets them up and excited and pumped up so that I can coach to that, I can motivate to that, I can lead to that. And what it also does by having those daily interactions, those one-on-ones as we used to call them, what it also does is allows a rock star like a Bobby Heron to not have me as a sales manager going, where are we at? What are we working on? What do we got going on? Instead, I can, in our daily one-on-one, I can go, hey, Bobby, all right, we know every day, same bad time, same bad channel, 15 minutes, blocked off, whatever. Hey, Bobby, talk to me about yesterday. What was awesome? Hey, what do you got planned for today? What do you need? And this is the key that I think is missing in leadership that gives us a good opportunity for a positive change. 
Bobby, what do you need from me today? How can I serve you? How can, what geo calls could I make? What could I do to help you? We've got to stop thinking people work for us and that their job is to provide for us. No, my job as a leader is to do everything in my God-given talent, skill set to provide for you as my team member. And if I do that, yeah. I'm going to make a good living regardless. Baby. You know that's what I'm good. saying? And, yep. and that's what we need to do. So I love that everybody's talking about developing people. Now we just need to nut up or shut up. That's it. <laughs> can we add into that like pay, can we just throw in their pay plans for a minute like yeah. it's something that i work a lot on with dealers and and uh and believe me i say dealers like that but i love my clients and so i see them go to things like 20 groups and get into forums and go hey i'm hiring a new bbc director can i get a pay plan okay i got a new service advisor coming in can i get a pay plan and it's like people have forgotten that pay plans are supposed to be written to motivate an end result and they're not generic, and they're not the same for everybody. And we're so stuck in this, like, you know, oh, we have one pay plan at the store because that'll be messy for the office. Um, the office also needs to know that they are in competition with the competitor's office. The controller is in a competition with the competitor's controller. And I don't mean it in a negative, like, oh, I'm competing with everybody. Wait, but, like, come on, we like to win. That's why we do this. It doesn't have to be drama. The pay plans have to be written in a way that motivates the person that is receiving them, whether that's I want an extra Tuesday off and nobody can say anything to me, but I'll take 30 grand less a year, or it's, you know, I'm motivated by some a gift for my husband or my wife, or whatever that is, taking the time to develop a pay plan in that way will change the entire organization because everything else will start to matter. Yeah, it changes the culture. I've got, a, I've got another small thing that, that we've learned over the years, too. Giving them a pay plan that, yes, is, is uh, bonus-based or profit-based is important, but also making sure a pay plan doesn't have swells up and down and up and down genuinely has helped us build the smallest turnover staff I've ever had in my 21 years of doing this because they, they go to bed at night not wondering if they can pay their bills, and nobody that works for our company should ever have to worry about that. If you work hard, your check's coming. Your big check only comes if you perform, but something's coming. We pay a lot of salaries in a lot of, di lot of different areas that people wouldn't pay a salary in, but no one leaves my company, and there's a value to that because what someone else might have to pay for consultants and training my people have learned for years and years and don't go away. That's good. Yeah, I think that's, I, I think that's, a, that, yeah, I think that's a big deal because I went through a million different pay plans uh, in my career. And one of the things that, that you have to understand when you change a pay plan is now you're changing the terms under which that person came on board. So you can expect some repercussions. I think that's brilliant. I think we could do a whole show. In fact, I'd love to do a show talking about the pay plan and incentives and hear from dealers uh, some different ideas about their pay plans. Um, but we're going to wrap it up. We're running out of time. So um, we're going to ask everyone to do uh, closing comments, final comments. And I, I've, whatever you want to uh, say. Yeah, whatever you want to say. Uh, and also, if you're a vendor, make sure that you're uh, sharing your information of how dealers can reach out to you. In fact, uh, if you're a dealer, share that too, because I know that uh, Matt constantly, uh, from being on the show so, so often and having the success he's had, I know a lot of dealers reach out to him and look to him. Let's go to, uh, for closing comments, let's go uh, to Stephen Jones, General Manager, Roundtree Moore, Ford Lincoln. Yeah, one thing I'll leave, and it was... It was said at the beginning of the show uh, about this week and what it represents. Uh, and, and I think it was Matt that said next week's the same as this week. And although I agree it is what we make of it, uh, we've got some help this week, man. And our manufacturer has been absolutely killing it, uh, which we've seen uh, in, in our traffic. Uh, we've, got, we've got several contests going on through the manufacturers that we never have. Uh, one of the first times we've had these this year. So there's a lot that a dealer is fighting for right now. The things that the carriages that are put out ahead of us are making all of my guys are showing up bell to bell every time, every day this week, and I'm not asking them to. There's that much stuff out there for us. Unfortunately, January 1, uh, we don't have all of that stuff. So then it becomes us getting back self-motivated. So we plan to kill it this week. I enjoyed being, being a part of this show. Hey, thank you, Steve. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. Go to Jason Rice. 
Hello. Yeah. So, you know, I want to end it with some things, you know, talking about process management going into 19. If if new cars happen to take a dip because we some project we hit a peak and even if it doesn't wholesale and the auction lanes are getting tougher so process management i think big from 2019 is going to be all about appraisals because we got less opportunities at the lot to try to acquire those trades and uh, that's a huge thing that I think dealers need to focus on going into next year is appraisal process management and that it matters the trades matter the gross how your inventory sits how many units you sell but typically it's the least thing getting tracked at the dealership slot so I think uh, I'm big on inventory and inventory management and I think that's going to be a big key and it's a big process management it's very hard to get that process down but if they just start any kind of process on that and then again manage monitor it, tweak it as you see holes in it uh, and fix it. So I uh, end with that. Uh, anybody can get a hold of me, Facebook, lotpop.com, uh, Facebook, J-S-E-N, not O-N. But other than that, uh, Jay Rice at Lotpop. Jason, thanks com. for coming on. Bobby, closing, no problem. closing statements. <laughs> closing remarks, please. Uh, <laughs> no, I love being on the show. And uh, David said something in the beginning uh, that I think is really important and that I've been on the show for years as both a viewer, a contributor, a guest, honored in all those ways, but those are the things that made me go further in my career. It wasn't these giant impacted moments that happened in a dealership or with a leader. It was getting onto forums and coming onto calls like this and being open to collaboration with my peers. And it's massively important. And the other thing I would say is, um, Start giving some people some mini wins. Like celebrate all of the victories in each of your stores. If you're a dealer that's listening, you have people that are motivated by instant gratification and adrenaline. And if the first goal is at 30 days and they fail, you can't even win again for another 30. Don't overthink it. Give them a goal in the morning. Like Matt said, that's what we do in those trainings. Give a goal, be clear on the strategy, do a quick training on it, and then send them out with some rah rah that energy is so key to the success that you'll have because people don't leave jobs they leave bosses and they leave bosses when they meet somebody who they think can make them better than the last one could that's the truth that's so if you keep stuff. them hyped up you're good uh you guys can find me anywhere google me look me up on facebook thebeesmeesagency.com my cell phone number is 989-672-9945 i love to collaborate even on limited time so if you want to a little roundtable discussion and just I don't know, shoot some stuff off each other and become even more awesome than we are and help everybody else do it too. Just give me a shout. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. And uh, mm -hmm. we are so glad that you're back on with us today. And let's go to Subi, Subi Ghosh for closing remarks. Um, so first you can reach me via email, subi.ghosh at streamcompanies.com um, or my phone number, 716-480-6135. I, like Bobby, um, also train on leadership and and really identifying ways to engage with your with your team for consumer experience. And I think that that is a huge part of our upcoming year. So two quick points for me. One, a really easy solution um, to the getting people to investigate what they know or they, they don't know is in my pay plans, I in job descriptions, I put, you know, 10%, 5 to 10% of your time is to be used. Delegate that time to identifying and researching ways to make the store better and yourself more effective for the store. It gives them that, because sometimes we assume that it's common sense to research. It's common sense for them to know these things or to want to know these things, but it's not because they haven't been trained the way that we have or, you know, whatever. So adding that in there, highlight to them that that's important but also to support matt Keenig real quick um i work for a company called stream companies we're an advertising agency but we're also a technology provider now but not because we ended up wanting to be technology provider but because that's where the industry is going and it's really important now more than ever before i like training people i love the concept of human capital but the reality is we're not doing a great job and we don't even know how to do it and I think it's a little romantic to think that we can affect something that we've been talking about for the decade that I've been trying to affect it. So I, I would say that embrace technology, but let's not treat it. The AI is really awesome. It can do a lot of things, but let's not treat it like the really awesome shiny object that we pay for and don't truly follow through with. And then we end up bastardizing these really awesome opportunities 
by affecting the way consumers experience it and then ruining a really great concept. So dip your toe in it, investigate in it, find partners like Matt and Bobby and um, a lot of other people in this industry that are willing to help you embrace these awesome concepts. But don't just throw it in there and hope it sticks. Really do your research, put the time into it because there's a lot of awesome solutions out there. But we have to do with it the way that it makes sense for our store. Um, so that's that's my piece. And look me up on Facebook or connect with me. I'm, I'm happy to have these conversations with us. Thanks, Subi. Matt Kenny. Thank you. Hey, uh, thank you guys again for having me on. Here's, here's what I want to close with. Uh, if you want to hook up with me, you can uh, always uh, just go to rockstarautoconference.com. That, that URL will be changing. Here's what I want to say to dealers. Uh, please, 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 this, going into this new year, stop trying to build a, a better month, a better week, and a better year, and, and start trying to help your people be better people and have a better quality of life. Uh, this year, please, let me encourage you, stop spending thousands of dollars on people coming in to teach you the basics, right? The sales process has five steps. Shake a hand, ask some questions, show them a car, write them up, ask them to buy. There's a million variations, but at the end of the day, if a grown-up can't remember five steps, they're not the right person for the job. Uh, wiping your butt is basic, and you don't have your parents come teach you that every month. <laughs> so please stop spending money on, on sales trainers to come in and teach you the same basic crap that you've heard for the last 30 years. Please stop spending $500, $800, to go to conferences that are, that are just teaching you the same stuff because somebody wrote a big enough check to be able to teach it to you. Care about your people enough to change your life and learn from people outside of automotive. Even people in the auto industry say that we're the last to evolve. Maybe that should tell us to start learning from the industries that have been evolving. And uh, the best freaking place you can do that is in May in Las Vegas at the upcoming Rockstar Unconference Women Who Rock event. A bunch of people that are automotive and non-automotive will change your life if you let them. So go to rockstarautoconference.com, hook up on it right now, as soon as this show is over, get your ticket, and I promise you, if you don't like it by lunch, we'll hand you your money back and you can go play in Vegas. Your life will be changed for the better. Dealers, GMs, care enough about your people to invest time in them. Even if you don't send them anywhere, even if you don't bring a trainer in, spend 15 minutes a day with every person on your team. I guarantee you'll get better results. That's it. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, guys, so much. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Matt Lasko. Well, first off, you know, thanks for everyone on the show. I have learned from every one of you. Um, And I would tell, you know, anyone listening here, you want to have a great year, just go back and play the show a couple times and jot down some notes of all the different ideas and pieces of advice because um, I think that you can take all those and expand into 30 days' worth of work for your company if you really listen. Um, as far as going into the next year, I, I agree with everyone there. M- make your team better. Care about your people. And when you're trying to do something within your business, do not make a short-term decision. Make every single decision based on long-term results. The, the more we committed to that, the better our customer experience got, the better our customer satisfaction scores went up. Every part comes to them if I'm really positioning my client in the best move for them to go forward, then they'll come back to see me. They'll send a referral. By osmosis, we sell more cars through that. Um, So I I thank you all for having me on the show, David. I look forward to talking to you guys again next year. And uh, dealers that are listening, if you want to contact me, you're welcome to. Uh, Go to LaskoFord.com. You can find my email. You can call us directly. Um, and, And if you're on Facebook, I'm on there too. Reach out. We'll talk. I've learned as much from some of the inbound phone calls I take as I have from studying all the different things I do every day for my business. So have a great New Year's, you guys, and thanks for having me on this, the call again. Hey, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, every one of you guys, for coming on. Happy New Year, New Year to all of you, and uh, and uh, we uh, hope you guys close strong, and 2019 is going to be huge. We're all in agreement there. So, all right, thank you, Matt Lasko, Matt Keen, Nick Subigosh, Bobby Heron, Jason Rice, and Stephen Jones. Make sure you connect with them. And so now, what do you guys say? you got the bowl over there, man. we got the bowl, man. We're ready to pick some winners. All right. Let's do it. Let's pick some wieners. Let's this do is it. For, uh, what are we giving away first, Mr. Dave? I don't know. You guys tell me. You got, right. we, we got four gifts to give away. Are we doing the what, what, Lou? Are we doing four gifts or are we doing two gifts? Two gifts? Two gifts? All right, so you're winning. Gifts. Yeah, you're winning a hat and the socks. 
You're wearing a pair of socks oh. and a hat. So there's two Ooh, winners. Wow. You're wearing you're, it's a sock and hat combo. Oh, oh, sorry, Chris. All right. Sock and hat combo. <laughs> uh, look at it. You get All it. right. I'll draw the first one since Chris is uh, chasing under the, the socks. He's under, he's under the table getting the socks. Whoa, whoa. Jillian Zellner. Jillian Zellner, you have won a pair Jillian of Serial Sales Pro socks Zellner. and the Auto Dealer University hat. And uh, these are nice. You probably won't get nice. these because these are going to end up in my back pocket as I walk out of the building today. <laughs> no, we'll make sure that uh, <laughs> make sure you get them. You're just getting the hat. All right, Chris, why don't you draw the next one? This is for the uh, Serial Sales Pro hat. This is and for oh, right here. Yeah, Serial Sales Pro hat and the Serial Sales Pro. Lou, socks. Pay attention. Lou, are you switching cameras yeah, so we can see I'm that hat? I'm over here doing Lou, nothing. come on, man. Come on. Come on, Sheriff. So right here, you got the hat and the socks that match. Look, it's a Serial Sales Pro hat, Serial Sales Pro socks with the signature on the back. This is a pretty cool hat. This is my favorite hat. That is a cool hat. I love this hat. It's like it's comfortable too, man. I wear not this particular one. I like the green one with the shark. This is no one has placed this on their head. So this is this is that, one's a, that one's a sharp hat. Thank you, That's man. That's a sharp hat. Thank you. All right. So who's our winner? So Let's who give it won it? I don't know. Steve Rustler. Steve, Steve Rustler. Steve Rustler. Hey, you know Steve Rustler, man. He's gonna he's gonna love that. And he's got some he's got some hair too to put under this hat, doesn't he? Doesn't he, Lou? Yes, he does. Steve Rustler. Oh, yeah. He's got the big blonde hair that sticks yes. up. It's alive and drive. Alive and drive. Nice. Alive and drive. Nice. 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 Hey, real quick, you know, we got about 30 seconds. So you heard this all. Cribs, let me get your closing remarks, man. I mean, what do you think about all this stuff? You know, I mean, we talked about a lot of stuff. You know, is there anything that stands out to you? Is there anything yeah. that stands out to you that you feel like that you're adamantly disagree with? You know? Ooh. I'll put you on the spot. Uh, yeah, that might be a little tougher. Um, ah, wow, I'm not sure. Do you sure. think artificial intelligence is taking, is taking over? Um, I think that there's a bigger place for it right now. Mm -hmm. And I think there's an effective place for it. But mm -hmm. no, I don't think that it needs to take over by any means. Okay. So, I, I think, uh, I think it's that. effective for some of the things that are um, more internet-driven, like on website traffic and maybe even like uh, chat bots for social media, personally. Well, yeah. I guess my yeah. question would be, and this is, this, I don't want this to be the obvious, the, the obvious answer, but I mean like a serious, like in-depth more thought to it. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't they cancel it if there's nobody there to see it through? Meaning, well, see, yeah, see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so it's, I think it's nothing more than the best lead program or anything that's out there. That if it doesn't get handled and the ball gets dropped right before the goal line, and that's I, think I see it as a, I see it as an automated mining tool that's mm -hmm. working while you're doing something else, mm -hmm. and then but having it, uh, you know, integrating the human part of it at an early point in that process. Yeah. In other words, once we have the attention, there, there needs to be a quick transfer, in my opinion. Um, cool. I, I will say, though, that uh, one of the things that I see in common, and you know, we, uh, Matt mentioned it today uh, as part of his routine. Uh, we've heard some of the other uh, big dealer influencers that are rocking not only the dealership, but the culture. Uh, Brad Wise, we talk about all the times on the show, right down the street here, John Marazzi. Uh, Steve is also part of that uh, uh, Morgan group with John Marazzi, Stephen Jones. Yeah, but everything that, you know, when you watch those guys, they're always talking about how they start their day, how regimented, how committed yeah. they are to training themselves, yep. right? So, uh, you know, Matt talked about diving into podcasts, and now he pulls from those just automatically. We call us like self-learners. Right, right. And, and, and Marazzi, the same thing. Brad, the same thing. And what's happening is, you know, it's just like a kid watching your mom or dad. You're going to pick up those things. You're going to do those things mm -hmm. that they're doing, yeah. you know, automatically. So I think yep. that's leading by example. That's creating culture. That's commitment. Uh, I think it's when caring. You, yeah, when you get to that place, I think you just become dangerous. Amen. Well, guys, another one in the books. Chris, thanks, go. man. Second weekend of this. Uh, I like having you back in here, man. I you got to just jump in though. You got to. I know. In. I know. I was a little shy today. I, everybody was kind of jumping on each other, and I just couldn't figure out a way to get in there. Yeah, it was so. a little busy. So. <laughs> it was busy. Uh, it was tra It was know? traffic. <laughs> it was traffic. -y. Baby, baby, we sat in the Lula. corner today. You know what I really want to get into, though, that was touched on today is I really do want to, and I think it'll be an exciting topic. Uh, anytime you talk about money, uh, you get people's attention. But the yeah. pay plan, the pay plans, I'd really love to hear from dealers. In fact, we'll put the challenge out now 
but dealers, uh, in fact, this is the timing is perfect, Dave, because a lot of dealers are going to go into the new year and they're going to make some adjustments uh, yeah. when it comes to pay plan. So I'd love to know some of the out-of-the-box pay plan uh, things that are out there uh, and then just general thoughts and, and uh, you love know, it. yeah. I agree. I would love to hear that. Yeah. Amen. Hey, I got uh, just uh, I got some great ideas. I, I had some things I want to share with you guys when we get off that we, we can do with our new uh, studio system here. Cool. So. Hey, looking forward to a good year. Yes. All right, guys. For next show will be the first show in 2019, baby. Happy New Year. 2018 is in the books for Auto Dealer Live. Yep. See you next year. January 3rd. See you.